Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Joseph Campbell said that all the great myths, the primitive myths, the great stories have to be regenerated if they're going to have any impact, and that you had done that with Star Wars. Are you conscious of doing that? Are you saying, I am trying to recreate the myths of old? Or are you saying, I just want to make a good action movie? Well, when I did Star Wars, I consciously set about to recreate myths and the, and the classic mythological uh, motifs. Uh, and I wanted to use those motifs to deal with issues that existed today. So it's about the backstory. Elegant influencers, masters of influence, masters of positive influence, as well as storytellers, they don't just have the story detail, they don't just have the message. The story or the message has a backstory. It's a structure that the content of the story is hung on, like flesh and muscles are hung on a skeleton. It provides a structure that makes it all work, that it might not be visible to the casual observer, reader, content consumer. It's like how we don't see the skeleton in a person, of course, unless we're using an x-ray machine. So the backstory may not be consciously evident to the consumer of the story or the consumer of the message, but it adds a tremendous amount of impact hold the story together just like the skeleton holds the body together and we just heard a little bit of an interview with George Lucas and he used mythic archetypes in the backstory of Star Wars by building the story of Star Wars and New Hope the first Star Wars movie on the structure of the work of Joseph Campbell who studied myth and discovered that cultures had a common story cultures that had never been in contact with each other, had a common story that resonates on a deep level. So it got told in many different forms while maintaining common elements behind those forms that we can call, in Carl Jung's words, archetypes. We call them archetypes of the collective unconscious. And for Jung, the collective unconscious can be considered that shared deep mind that connects all of us and contains common themes and symbols that emerge in powerful stories and dreams. Common powers of nature, common characters represent those powers and different cultures can clothe them and name them differently. And they can be expressed in various symbols and characters of cultures like the mythology of the Greek and Roman gods. It can be expressed in the stories that are told of the hero's journey. 
George Lucas based Star Wars on, which gave it a power. Now, in the hero's journey, the hero is initially an ordinary person who gets awakened to a higher calling or to an adventure by a herald. So that's one of the character archetypes in the hero's journey is the herald archetype. So they're calling this person from their ordinary day-to-day life with a calling to a higher adventure this outside the ordinary world even supernatural in some cases, but special and different. But to go on this journey, he needs a mentor. So the mentor is another character archetype, and Obi-Wan Kenobi was that for Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Taught him what he needs to learn to embark on this hero's journey. And then he runs across adversaries that in this hero's journey structure of archetypes would be called guardians of the threshold. Stormtroopers played the role in Star Wars. And then there's the anti-hero archetype that shows a shadow side or the dark side of the hero. And that was Darth Vader. So in the culmination of the adventure, when the spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi told Luke trust the force and Luke turned off his computer guidance system and then he nailed that perfect shot that destroyed the Death Star. You remember when you saw that scene the first time and what your response was like? And on some level do you not see something other than what would help you at least have the small feeling of having the hope, having the dream that this resonating with archetypes with the backstory can add incredible power. give your message power. But before that, let's back up a little bit. Realize that having a backstory doesn't just have to come from using the hero's journey or other types of mythic archetype stories. That's one level of backstory. And there's three levels of backstories. There's the language structure level a change in mental models. 
better aligns with an audience's higher values. So the language structure model is finding out what an audience thinks about a product, service, philosophy, whatever it is that you're trying to persuade them about, whether it's to buy something, whether it's to become a member of an organization, whether it's to embrace a particular philosophy. Okay, they're going to have a way that they currently think about it. And you should have insight to the level where you understand what their beliefs are about it or their mental models. And there's a structure to the language of a mental model. It's an if-then statement, just like computer programming. If you do this, then you get that. Connects two things. It's our subject predicate uh, form of language. So there's going to be a different belief or mental model that you're leading them to. So there's emotion, there's a journey, there's a path. Okay, so when Campbell talks about the hero's journey, even working with the simple language structure level of having a backstory where you've got all this embellished communication that you're giving someone about the emotional and the logical reasons they should embrace what you're persuading them about. But behind that, it's a real simple, here's where they're at and here's where I'm leading them to. So the language structure level is one. A mental model, old mental model, new mental model, then all the different ways that language can be used to undermine the old thinking, to loosen it up enough so that you can also use it to support the new thinking and give them some momentum from the old thinking to the new. So there's a structure behind that, okay? Now there's another structure that is on an emotional level, the state shift level. There will be new, better feelings that you associate with what we might call your thought leadership destination. So how they currently think about what you're leading them away from and how you want them to think where you're leading them to should also be accompanied with a new, better emotion. You might be leading them from confusion to clarity or from frustration to satisfaction. Uh, but whatever it is, it should be defined so that you have both a logical and emotional component. Now, so there's two of the three major levels. Now, the third level is like what George Lucas was talking about as the archetypes level, where you're using, you're resonating with the archetypes of the mythic story or characters. And that's powerful because you're awakening what you might call the deep mind and really powerful states of consciousness. Using myth this way is so powerful because what myth does is it externalizes our own inner journey as humans. It uses metaphor to convey that which is beyond language, that which is beyond words. And brings us to a state of reverence and awe in some cases about the mystery of life. It's, it's really powerful.
And in a sense, we can utilize these archetypes and how the archetype characters align with human values, especially higher values like compassion, inspiration, contribution. And when we're aligning the destination of our thought leadership, when we're building our thought leadership model to bring people to a greater expression of higher values, then our communication can really make the world a better place. Whether we're using the hero's journey archetype or the many different versions of stories that model shifts in consciousness with, with archetypes. They can be informed by mythic archetypes in the form of mythic stories and mythic entities or characters. And when you understand that in, in many different cultures how they show the same set of personalities that can represent powers of nature like Thor. And you can see the stories of these interactions of these archetypes that can lead in every communication path has an accompanying emotional component of not just expanding somebody's knowledge or skills, and that's an important level, but it's not as high a level as changing their beliefs or resonating with their values. So when I talk about and I point to higher level influence, what I mean is influencing on a level higher than knowledge because your beliefs have a higher impact than knowledge in the sense that if you believe you can do something, you will find the knowledge to do it. However, if you have a disempowering belief where you believe you can't do something, then even if you have the knowledge and the skills, that belief will block you being able to use it. So leading people to more empowering beliefs, more empowering mental models is a higher level of influence. And it does take a little more work. It takes a little more insight. And that's why I have put years into building what has become called the thought process of strategic thought leadership and assembling these building blocks of strategic thought leadership where we do it intentionally we do it with awareness we we build a deeper level of insight by understanding our audience and understanding their thinking understanding what's really important to them and that's a different way of studying your prospect than using the typical data targeting. Typical data targeting is using AI to predict somebody's buying patterns from their past behavior. And a lot of people consider it invasive, and that can be an issue because it can build negative sentiment. But an issue I have with it is that one definition of creativity is how different your behavior is from what artificial intelligence could predict from your past behaviors, your ability to think in a moment, unburdened by your past, unburdened by your patterns. And I revere creativity, it's really important to me. And I think we should revere the creativity of ourselves, especially since that is a key component of strategic thought leadership. And we should revere the creativity of our customers. 
And what I found is that you don't have to use the typical data targeting because you can find so much insight by respectfully listening to authentic, open, public conversations on the web where people speak their mind. And that doesn't happen in the blog post typically uh, because it's contrived. It's what somebody writing a blog post is writing what they want to be perceived as thinking. Where people really say what they're thinking is in the comment section of a polarizing blog. If people feel like what's important to them, if they feel like their values are being stepped on, they'll tell you what they are. And that's where you really get the insight, is understanding people's values and understanding how they try to satisfy those with things like purchases so that you can help them come to a more empowering mental model where they can better fulfill those values. And I know that sounds kind of spacey and detached and thinking about thinking is detached. But I'm going to give a lot of concrete examples. I have a couple uh, folks that I've actually worked with and done this with successfully and brought them and brought their companies to lead a marketplace to a new way of thinking about what they do um, that I'm looking to bring on the show or at least do an analysis of. One of them's already agreed to be on the show and the other I'm, I'm reached out to waiting to hear back. And this one, David Beckley, has Empower Six. He has a youth fundraising app. It's a youth sports fundraising app. It helps raise money for kids' sports teams. Really big business. Billions a year goes into that. COVID shut it down for a while, but it's coming back. And what we found is when we found how people talked about um, these fundraising apps, the parents and the coaches, the people that made the decisions on what companies they used, weren't saying, oh, these apps are great because they make it easy. But that's what the companies were selling. What they were saying was, and what they're looking at, and what their feelings were coming out about were, this is making it too easy. It doesn't teach the kids anything. It's instant gratification. You press a button and they get money. They're already entitled enough. We used to have to work to fundraise. And that was an important lesson. So what that told us was that the audience, the marketplace, the decision makers who spent the money valued growth for the kids more than they valued the convenience these other companies were selling. So we created a thought leadership position creatively of partnering with charities so that when the kids raise money, they would either donate a percentage to a charity that they sponsored and that they promoted the message of along with their own fundraising or they would do some volunteer work as part of the fundraising campaign, in either case publicizing the higher mission of the charity alongside their need to raise funds for their sport. So we made it about the growth. Now this gave me a really strong thought leadership position that cut right through the marketplace in a way that would have been really hard to do starting a small business in this crowded field with these big players. But now you can say, 
we are the company that is about the kids' growth. All the others say they're convenient. Our app is just as convenient. All the apps are convenient. But we're about the kids' growth while the others just teach them instant gratification. And he immediately started getting things like emails from coaches and parents saying, that's an unbelievably great idea. And we're actually thinking of finding some way to get the kids involved with a higher purpose. We never thought about using their sports fundraising to do that. So that's the power of insight instead of just information. That's the power of insight into what's really important to an audience. You know, Henry Ford said if he asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses, but he had insight into what they wanted faster horses to do for them, just like Walt Disney had insight that people wouldn't have said they wanted theme parks, but he sensed this value of families spending time together in a happy environment that he could bring about with a new vision. So having the backstory means understanding the values. And when you can build a passageway, when you can build a journey from where they're at to where you're taking them, and like in the case of David's company with Empower6 is from oh, these apps are just there to make things more convenient, but that's not helping the kids' growth to this should be about the kids' growth, and you can do that by partnering with charities. You know, and then you develop all these talking points that support the new position, that undermine the old position, that suddenly makes things like content marketing a lot more effective and a lot easier because then every single content piece has a purpose, a backstory purpose, where it's designed to lead thinking a specific way. It's not just fluff. It's not just copycat content. There's too much of that already. You know, if we're going to put new content out there to cut through the clutter where everybody can say anything on the internet, and they are, and it's all out there, to really cut through that, you really have to get to the core and cut through to what's really important to people. So having a structure behind your message so that is empowering, that has emotional power, that works on some if not all the three levels of having a structure in language of a defined new model of having a path of emotion of maybe the frustration of instant gratification for kids to the satisfaction of their growing through the experience of fundraising by partnering with charities would be an emotional path and when you can actually utilize things like Joseph Campbell's structure of myth. Thought Leadership Studio. If you're in sales or marketing, or an entrepreneur or business owner, uh, which means, of course, you need to be concerned about sales and marketing, I've got a free guide called the 
Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership. And the link to download it instantly is on the podcast episode page, the link for which is in the description for the podcast. So this is an instant download for marketers, thought leaders, influencers. It's a free guide to effectively building an audience by leading it to new thinking using the building blocks of strategic thought leadership. Because after all, doesn't building a backstory like working directly from the underlying structure of thought leadership bring greater clarity and purpose to content marketing. This also could be an antidote to privacy laws that are throttling data-targeted online ads. It's a solution from a whole different paradigm. So consider the possibility that following customers' ads can give them a distaste for a brand because you know they're being studied and treated as objects. And don't you want your, your client's brand to create a positive impression? So putting their needs first by listening to and serving their learning needs about what you sell gives them positive feelings about you or your client's brand. Doesn't that make you feel better about the brand you're promoting too? So the link to download it for free instantly is in the description. And if you're in a position of leverage, okay, so if you are a entrepreneur, company owner, marketer, influencer, and you want to make some breakthroughs, I offer a money-back guaranteed first strategic thought leadership coaching and consultation session. And what I'm doing with this is setting the stage for breakthroughs that could be meaningful to you or your organization. So it's also about setting up some system conditions. And check out the show notes follow the link and it will have a link to find out more about that but what it can do for you say if you're planning a pr marketing or ad campaign can help you maximize it get the most out of it um, including maximizing any agency or ad campaign return on investment from a clean role of being a separate consultant so I don't have any financial incentive on you doing this program or that might be able to find resources within your organization or yourself that you hadn't thought of that way that you can purpose to creating a unique thought leadership position that has the market basically eating out of your hand find deeper layers of hidden potential through the coaching role because breakthroughs come from outside of our frame of reference that come from outside of our mental models generally. And that doesn't mean I want to replace your mental models with mine. I'm not saying mine is better, but what I do know how to do as coach, master of NLP of decades of experience coaching people in a performance coaching setting. It's more about facilitating more powerful states of excellence, including helpful shifts in perspective or through a process of mutual discovery, of, of doing some things that aren't the norm, for finding other ways, other angles of looking at your situation from your audience perspective. Because hardly anybody in business really sees things through the filtered lens of their best prospects, more limited understanding of what they do. So taking that perspective and designing things from there, and I can help you with the clean position of having no financial interest in where you spend your marketing budget and do consulting to help you get the most out of your campaign or high-level coaching, including modeling 
excellence, succeeding the best aspects of the best examples, um, identifying as the leader, building up all of these characteristics that give you insight, inspiration, and impact as a coach or as a consultant help facilitate and enable using the resources you have at hand and helping you build resources to create a really successful campaign. So check out the show notes. Let's get the free report. If you're in a position of leverage, check out the coaching. Would love to help you make the breakthroughs that you'd like to. Thought Leadership Studio. Thought Leadership Studio.